0: Humanity loves power and it loves immediacy. And what intoxicates us about the currency of victimhood is that it gives us immediate, unearned, undeserved power. Power over our old mentors, over those more competent, over those wealthier than us, more accomplished than us. It no longer matters if those that we choose to attack, the pillars of our society, are better than us in every way. In character, intelligence, virtue, competence, accomplishment, generosity, wisdom. If we can pit ourselves against them, frame ourselves as the oppressed and they as the oppressor, we can claim power over them. Pop out our chests and say, I'm better than you. Because the world has conspired against me while it has conspired to benefit you and without ever having to prove such a declaration, in fact, even using the questioning of such a statement as evidence of its truth, the self-proclaimed victim claims moral superiority over their fabricated enemy. Envy has spawned a creature that can claim power without ever having proven itself worthy of it. And it is this simple fact that will ruin us all. When the jealous incompetent learns she can rule over all, by simply declaring thus, claiming falsely the moral high ground, so have been sown the seeds that shall destroy us, that which shall grow into the utter desecration of society and the full blossoming of violent tyranny. and gentlemen welcome back to episode seven of the hemlock podcast um just me this time so actually yeah drop drop a comment um what you thought of lorenzo last week it was so good to have i loved having him here uh having another voice to kind of bounce things off of and um because i want this to be a conversation right um gotten some flack from People on the left are like are you even trying to have a conversation and maybe i don't know <laughs> I find it's really hard to have conversations uh, across the aisle these days um i would love to and uh and if we can keep those you know like respectful and fun I, i'm pretty harsh with people that are harsh themselves and most of the people that get mad at me are the ones that have been incredibly rude and disrespectful and like tried to like cancel good-hearted businesses that uh um that I'm harsh to and that they're, they're harsh to me back, but they don't recognize their own harshness. So, um, but I, I do want to have conversations with people that can have them well, uh, have conversations respectfully. So, yeah, feel free to comment, jump in. Uh, we're going to have Lorenzo back for sure. Uh, we're looking at doing collaborations with a couple of other podcasts um, some like-minded people. So look forward to that couple things before we jump in, as always, support us on Locals, .locals hemlockpodcast.locals.com. If you want to become a financial supporter there, that would be awesome. We are also launching um, our own site within the next couple of weeks here. That'll be hemlockpodcast.com. So if you want to wait uh, to become a member on that site, we're going to put all of our content and stuff there. Um, So... That's super exciting. I'm pumped um, to have our own site. So becoming a financial supporter either on our own site in a couple weeks or on Locals.com, hemlockpodcast.locals.com would be huge. Um, Super appreciate that. Helps pay our bills. Helps me dedicate more time to this, more time into the research, all that stuff. Um, Five-star rating on iTunes. That'd be awesome. Uh, Like I said, a lot of those people that don't like us very much or don't like our opinions found us really early. And so my iTunes rating just for pot no one calls it iTunes uh Apple podcast rating took like a huge plunge right off the bat so if you could help us bring it that bring that back up that'd be awesome um subscribe on YouTube leave some likes leave some comments could use some help there too um mailbag so leaving comments sending me emails Um, however you can contact me, whether it's Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to do, uh, shoot me questions. Uh, I'd love to weigh in on different topics that you guys are interested in and, uh, and I don't know what you're interested in until you tell me. So let me know. Um, and then, yeah, as always, there's a link in the description for good food, which is the best uh meal prep food delivery subscription box my wife and I have ever tried. We've tried like all the ones that we can try here and good food was like phenomenal, like the best. And uh it's like fine dining quality that you get to cook yourself. Um don't have to find the recipe, don't have to shop for it. It just shows up on your doorstep in perfect quantities. You get to cook it. I love cooking. I hate shopping. <laughs> so um uh yeah, so it shows up on the doorstep, perfect quantities, you get to cook it yourself and it's a freaking unreal a delicious every single time uh, so you can save 40 bucks off your first box of good food um, so definitely definitely try it go do that use the link in the description and, uh you won't regret it and if you do I will uh, I'll personally tell you you're wrong because <laughs> they're delicious so I don't know I don't know what to tell you. they're great um, so a uh, bit of a shorter episode today. Uh, what we're going to be talking about is because it's just me and I know the I know the last last week's went pretty long. I think it was like an hour 6 minutes last time. Uh, cuz Lorenzo and I just went off. It was good. It was a good time. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, and you obviously you probably gather this from the intro, but I want to talk about conservatism, progressivism and Victimhood, because I think those are kind of like the most pressing topics of our day, is what is conservatism? Why does this have such a bad name? And and what is it now? Progressivism, what is it? Why did it have a good name? And now it's in a lot of circles, it's become really tainted. And in a lot of circles, it hasn't become tainted, but it should be because it's kind of messed up in a lot of ways. Um, and then victimhood right? Um, How does victimhood fit into those ideologies, Um, whether it fits well or doesn't fit at all, right? Which is kind of where I want to go with this. So what is modern conservatism? I think, and I've told you this before, I line up on the conservative side for sure. Why? Why? Um, people have come at me and said like, oh, it's because you're just a classic straight white male Christian conservative and you're closed-minded and bigoted and the racist bigot homophobe, the classic attack, right? Which none of, it just, none of it's true, right? Um, so, um, and I was prepared for that before I started this. Um, but conservatism these days is, is honestly, it's a much more libertarian, um, progressivism when it started out was much more of like a live and let live and it was kind of it was fighting for like equality Uh, a lot of it comes out of the industrial revolution if you go back into the history of it um things like uh forming unions for workers that were being exploited uh it it fought against like things like child labor and women's right to vote and all this kind of stuff so progressivism maybe had some uh it came from a good place early on i think and i think i think there's still some uh, a lot of modern progressivism is uh is is Made up of good intentions, right? But we've all heard that good intentions, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? And so, I think yeah, did it accomplish some good things early on? Yeah, I think so, right? Um, has it warped and morphed into something pernicious and evil lately? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, whereas conservatism, um, in 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 kind of in the cultural ethos and the cultural, um, the cultural opinion of conservatism is that it's like a bunch of people stuck in the past and and basically pushing religion on people and being like anti-gay and whatever like just a whole bunch of old school opinions um where it's just like a bunch of elderly people like hating everybody (laughs) right and I don't think that's the case anymore I don't think modern conservatism looks like that anymore and I don't think modern progressivism looks like it used to anymore right I think I think the whole Uh, What's called the Overton window has has shifted, Uh, and I talked about that in a couple podcasts ago. Um, But the Overton window is basically just this theory that like, what is what is the left and what is the right, Um, and what is what is the boundary of acceptable. (laughs) what is the boundary acceptable acceptable (laughs) what is the boundary of acceptable political opinions right so if you like go really far right and you're a nazi that's not acceptable and if you're really far left and you're like a violent communist that's not a good thing either right so the overton window is everything in kind of the the uh the present day acceptable political opinion right but the overton window lately has shifted hugely left right? And so what that means is it's brought the conservative side much closer to the middle and it's brought the left side much further to the left. And that's why I line up as a conservative or uh, a classical liberal or a libertarian even. Um, and I want to go into that. So, um, much of modern day conservatism is libertarian these days, right? So what that means is that it's, it's very much a live, uh, a live and let live philosophy, right? It's what, um, is called in latin i think it's called a uh, sum quick right i think i'm pronouncing that right um but it's like a to each his own right to each his or her own um and it's basically like there's a really loud car on my road <laughs> um but basically what that means is that it's like uh, I'm, I'm gonna do my thing you're gonna do your thing i want you to have the exact same rights that i have right i want you to be able to accomplish everything you want to accomplish um based on your own work ethic and competence level and et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, much more of a, it's an equality mindset versus an equity mindset, right? Um, equity looks at like the final results. And if it's not exactly equal, it's racist or bigoted or, or, or you know what I mean? Um, whereas equality is is equality of opportunity, right? So there's I, I view equality and equity kind of like at the outset versus at the end, right? What we should have, I think, in my opinion, what this society we should aim for is not a a society of equity, which is everyone ends up at the same place, um, because you can't accomplish that without the government gun. You can't accomplish, not everyone is equal, not everyone has the same work ethic, not everyone has the same competence level, not everyone has the same... um, ability to achieve what they want in life, right? Or the will to achieve what they want in life. That's why it's much more of a personal responsibility mindset. An equality mindset is, look, you and I, you might be different, a skin color than I am, a different gender than I am, um, a different gender identity than I am, uh, whatever it is, right? A different class than I am. I might even more middle class. You might even born upper class or lower class or whatever. Um, but we both have the same opportunity to achieve what we want to achieve if we put in the work. Some of us have, might have to put in more work, right, to achieve the same level of wealth or accomplishment or achievement or whatever it is. Um, but equality is—it's a—it's a mindset based on the outset. How do we begin? How do we start? Right? Equity is how do we end up? Equity looks to make all the results at the end the same, and that you can't do without the government gun. You can't do it without. Them heavy taxation and just trying to make everyone the same and massive cultural manipulation and and so um and massive government programs big government we'll get into big versus small government a little later on um but you just can't accomplish equity without huge government and massive social programs and stuff that actually just just steps all over um the effort of individuals in a society, right? Um, To make everyone end up the same, even if one person's super lazy, doesn't do anything, doesn't contribute anything useful to society. And another person is working their butt off doing 16 hour days and like, you know, doing everything they can to be a functioning and productive member of society, right? And, and by the way, I don't think I've been accused of this in the comments. I don't think your function in society has everything to do has anything to do with your inherent worth as a person. Um, but if you are less useful to society and you're less, you know, you're not, you're not doing anything for your economy, your local economy or your local community, or uh, and you just lie in bed and 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 watch Netflix all day. Um, do I view your? Your contribution to society the same way I do as someone who's like starting a small business or or even evolving it into a big business or or, or making a ton of money and donating a bunch to charity, whatever it is, right? Um, no, those those two lifestyles shouldn't be viewed the same and equity wants them to be the same. Equity wants like the economic value of a stand in bed, watch Netflix all day person to be the same as a, you know, grinding Sixteen hours a day, starting a business type of person. That's I don't think that's fair. That's not that's not justice, right? We talk a lot about justice, and that's not justice. Justice is getting what you deserve, right? Uh, and I think modern conservatism is much more about actual justice versus what is called social justice, or, or which is a much more um, uh, communal way of looking at justice, which. If you need a modifier for the word justice, I don't think it's no longer justice. I don't think it's any longer justice, right? Um, Classical liberalism is modern conservatism, right? So whether you're talking about freedom of speech or freedom of association or all those things, right? The enlightenment ideals. Um, Conservatism. Is much more classically liberal than what we call liberals today, and people on the left, right, the leftists, the leftists of the day, leftists, terrorists of the day, right? Um, (laughs) uh, If you know, you know. Um, So, um, all uh, guys like Dave Rubin, who is a married gay man, uh, found himself. Even though he was like a host on The Young Turks, which is a very left YouTube channel, uh, he was, hes a classical liberal, right? He's for freedom of speech and live and let live and all that kind of stuff. And he found himself—he's like the Overton window, which is like the realm of acceptable political opinions, right? Um, the Overton window shifted so far left. Uh, and I talked about that in the other podcast. I think it's the first, maybe the first one, um, if you want to know more about the Overton window. But it shifted so far left that he found himself, without moving his opinions, he found himself a, centers, a centrist or like center right simply because the left moved so far left and the right ended up moving closer to the center that to be a kind of person who just doesn't care and like wants people to just live their own lives and not be controlled by the government or controlled by society and just like make your own choices, Right he found himself in the center or on the center, right. Right. Or leaning conservative as a gay married man. Right. And here's the thing. Conservatives love him, a gay married man. And he's one of the, I would say one of the thought leaders, um, in this cultural moment we're having right now. Uh, I'm a Christian conservative and I freaking love Dave Rubin, right. He's a gay married guy. And it, you know, I just, I love the dude. I think he's great. I agree with almost everything he says. So, um, that kind of shows you where we're at today. I think, um, It's the twin pillars of Athens and Jerusalem. And I mentioned the leftist tears thing. (laughs) Uh, Daily Wire uh, is great, even though their reputation amongst especially progressive circles is really toxic. But listen to what they actually have to say for for yourself. Ben Shapiro writes a great book that I'm almost done, actually, called The Right Side of History. And he basically talks about how Western philosophy is a combination of the twin pillars of Athens and Jerusalem. So the Greek philosophers being about, like, um, natural law and reason. And and your capacity to reason means that it's like your inherent purpose is to, is to function with reason. Um, and then Jerusalem, which is a, like, it's a religious faith uh, that recognizes... Uh, we don't have to get into like religion, but just something that that recognizes like an objective moral standard, right? If we have any idea of what good or bad is, it's only because we have an implicit understanding of an objective moral law. There's something inherent in humanity that can recognize good or bad because there's an objective moral standard, whether you call that God or the universe or whatever it is, there's something outside of humanity, outside of our experience that sets the standard for what is good and what is not good, right? And so that's really important, I think, in a functioning society, and it's one, one that most civilized and, and well-functioning societies have operated on for centuries, and that we're starting to just kill with secularism, right? Um, that, And it comes from a recognition that all humankind has inherent value. I think everyone has inherent worth um, being made by God, fearfully and wonderfully made by by god right um and that's really important to know that like we all have inherent worth and inherent value right that's really special um small government right um <laughs> this is a huge one because um, i don't i don't get why conservatism gets such a bad rap when actual conservatism this is one of the main thrusts of modern conservatism is holy crap government has way too much power coronavirus is a great example of how government has way too much power um and the responses to it right but things like like the the debate on on guns and the second amendment in the states and and gun ownership which i want to do like a longer podcast on but uh, one of the best questions i have for people who 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 you know think we should get rid of the second amendment or get rid of private gun ownership and it's a lot worse in canada too but like do you trust the government right whether you know if you're on the left do you trust the government probably no right the answer and if you're you know <laughs> I, I don't trust the government i think the government's not worthy of trust at all why do you think the government should own all the guns then because if, if we ban all the guns the government or the police force right this huge defund the police thing why should the police force or why should the government be the only uh the only people owning guns in a modern society right um citizens owning guns is a huge check on on government tyranny right it's a huge it's a huge um self-defense thing right i'm very i'm incredibly anti-rape and anti-sexual assault so i believe women should have a little gun in their purse because um, women physically tend to be less stro- like less strong than men uh, biologically and so the great equalizer is having a firearm in your purse right and I, I I wish in Canada my wife could do that she can't because of our laws here in Canada I think that's messed up right because I'm anti-rape right and uh, and I'm anti-government tyranny and I think a huge check on that is is um, citizens owning firearms right do you think the government is more responsible than you are with your money? right because i and one of the most amazing examples of this is trump cut taxes massively in the states Uh, and if you look at the stats it was hugely for the middle class as well right yes the upper class got some tax cuts because the upper class because they make more money they pay more taxes anyway they have a progressive tax system in the states, so the richer you are the more you pay in taxes as a percentage of your income but it also hugely benefited the middle class right um somehow the left managed to convince a huge number of people in the states that a tax cut is a bad thing right that the government taking less of your money is is the government taking less of your money is a bad thing that's crazy to me right uh that's your money you work for that why does the government have any claim on that right i don't like a full taxation is theft thing because i believe the government especially more local um things like building roads and infrastructure and police forces and fire fire people and all this kind of stuff firemen and fire departments all that kind of stuff um i find myself being pc against my own will so that's why i said fire people instead of firemen or whatever fire women (laughs) i don't know um but like Local government, they deserve some form of taxes because they're providing a service, right? And so that's, but again, smaller government, the less we pay the government to do, the better off we are, the more localized we are, the more functional and efficient we are, right? Um, Do you think everyone should be governed the same way? It's another great question for those who are against small government is like, do you think rural Alabama, right, or Alberta should be governed the same way as the coast of California or downtown Toronto or you know, the coast of Vancouver. No, that's different types of people, different lifestyles, different economies, right? Um, why should the federal government get to dictate for an entire country uh, that varies in economy and geography and d- demographics? Why should one little bureaucracy in in the halls of power dictate the lifestyles of millions upon millions hundreds of millions of people they shouldn't that's just that's wrong that's not cool but the left the movement in the left is is it's like a it's it's, it's a very it's full of hubris it's full of arrogance I think they're like no no I I'm a moral good person I know the best way to govern things um, the way I think things should be is the way the whole country should live that's hugely tyrannical it's hugely tyrannical Um that's where a lot of modern day political problems come from, is that inclination that I know the best way to live. We should force the whole country to live like I think we should live. Wow, that's really messed up. Um, some quick facts on kind of the big differences, I think, between um, conservatives and progressives, right? Um, and this is from heritage.org, um, the Heritage Foundation. They're great. Um but yeah, a huge there's a huge difference between individuals and communities. And that's why I think one of the biggest problems is is that we don't um and Jordan Peterson talks about this is like the identity politics people where right? like the intersectionalists, right? They go like I'm not just a woman, but I'm a black woman, but I'm a disabled black woman, but I'm a disabled gay black woman and like my worth as a human or my the value my opinion should get uh come from the intersection of all my different identities, right? Um, that what they'll eventually realize the identity politics people is that, that the ultimate intersection of all your identities is you as an individual, right? Um, as a, as a, as an individual person, right? Fearfully and wonderfully made. They'll eventually get back to the foundation of Western society, individualism, right? Um, and that's not to say, I, like, communities are, are fantastic, right? And we need to feel like we belong and we need to have support groups and all that kind of stuff. But, um there's just a huge like governing for a society of individuals versus governing for a society, a society of communities and pitting communities against each other. I find the left does that all the time where it's like whites versus blacks and gays versus straights and blah, 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 and trans versus cis and all this stuff. It's like they keep – they're weaponizing identity politics to turn us against each other for power, right? Like the, like the beginning is if they can make you feel like a victim, feel like you're oppressed – you can gain power over people that you call the oppressors, right? And if you can convince society that the people against you are oppressors and evil and terrible people, even though that's not true, you can gain political power. And I think that's what's happening a lot. Uh, uh, different views about diversity and choice is number two in this article. And I think that's great. Um, you have a huge thrust of like diversity of skin color, diversity of gender, diversity of whatever it is, uh, not a huge diversity of thought. Right. And I know so 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 many black conservatives, right? Friends of mine, public figures that have been they get they experience the worst kinds of racism as black conservatives simply because they don't line up on like if you're black you vote Joe Biden the freaking old white guy said if you don't vote for me you ain't black right because black people like 80-90% I think vote for democrats in the states and so if you don't line up you don't follow you don't march to the leftist drum as a black person um, then you're an Uncle Tom or a coon or whatever it is they just launch these horrible insults at at black folks right Um, simply because they're conservative so there's like diversity of every type except thought Right, you better effing agree with us, or you're a race trader. Right, that's totally evil to me. People are individuals. Right, um, Kanye West fought for it. Right, you can think what you want to think. If you're black, you don't have to think what all the other black people think. Like you're an individual. You're a beautiful person. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you march to the beat of your own drum. Not what culture tells you to. Right. Not what race. Not what race baiting morons tell you to um so i think that's huge uh a different view of uh, conservatives and progressives have a different view of we the people right voting with your feet is huge right so one of the things about the states i talked about federalism in the last episode i think where if you don't like where you live you move to where you will like to live right so uh, you know if i lived in california and i think california is being governed nonsensically i'll move to texas right If I live in BC, which I do, and I think Alberta is better governed, which I do, I'm going to move to Alberta. I'm getting close, (laughs) you know? So um, that kind of thing. If you really don't like, if you can't handle where you live anymore, you have the opportunity to move elsewhere. You think it's better governed. And the problem is that the left wants to have the whole country governed the same way. That removes that choice, that, that, that deletes that choice for individuals. They can't move to a place in their own country that lines up more with their values because leftists are trying to have the whole country governed the exact same way i think that's wrong Um, so there's a great quote from this article it says the traditional american ethic of achievement gives way to the progressive ethic of aggrievement and going back to the intro i think victimhood is such a huge part of this whole conversation right um there's so much whether it's, you know, Meghan Markle or whether it's politicians trying to like stir up victimhood mindsets amongst minority communities or whatever it is. Um, there's such a weaponization of victimhood for power that if I'm oppressed, I can just assume power over my oppressors by claiming they're oppressing me, even though they're not actually oppressing me. And that's just the kind of the way life turns out. Right. Um, they just worked harder than you for 20 years and you sat in your ass and did nothing for 20 years. Right. Uh, and we call that racism or, or homophobia or whatever it is, even though there's no evidence of that. Right. And by the way, when there is evidence of that, I'm right on board with nixing that, right. Nip that of the bud. Um, but very often there's no evidence for it. Right. Um, so, and this is like a great example, my episode two, I did one on black lives matter, the whole, the organization, um, and I had a segment in there where I basically told I was I was addressing black people, but it was for white people. I said, like, "White people, black people don't need you. They're not victims, right?" Uh, the, so it was a message of black empowerment. Like black people, you're powerful, and this is totally true. They always have been, right? Um, even as even as slaves in the cotton fields. Um, powerful powerful people right some of the best music we have came from that time and so they had an element of cultural power even back then and i think since then it's just grown and grown and grown black people are incredibly powerful incredibly empowered and 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 just awesome there's just a talk about nick cannon thinks you know they have way more soul than white people that's true right (laughs) um but black people are totally empowered and have so much influence and so much cultural richness. I think it's beautiful. But I got in trouble for for saying that the black community doesn't need white saviors. And so how a bunch of white college liberals in my comment section, because that's what happened, uh, can criticize a message of black empowerment uh, without taking a serious look at their own ideology and their own inherent racism, like actual racism, like astounds me. Right, you can look at the dislike ratio on that video. Is like, um, it's a message of black empowerment, right? That black people don't need white saviors, and people are objecting to that. White college liberals are objecting to that message, and I find that insane, um, because it's a secular religion, right? So a lot of a lot of the religions of today, um, are accused of brainwashing their followers or brainwashing kids or whatever, um wokeism has so brainwashed much of our culture that you can have white college liberals attacking another white person for speaking the message of black empowerment and they've so stomped on their own cognitive dissonance so as just to eliminate it they can't figure out how that's actual racism um how attacking another white person for speech, speaking a message of black empowerment is totally actually racist, right? Uh, and that I'm doing it out of a sense that like I don't see black people as victims, right? Sure, Have they been of like historical racism and even current racism today? Sure. Um, but to keep telling them they're victims and they'll never succeed because the society is up out against you is just not true. There's so many successful black people and and that power is in your own hands. It's in all of our own hands and where it's not... I'm right there alongside you to fight it but um it's a woke religion with no absolution no forgiveness a whole lot of self-righteousness a bunch of pharisaical nonsense you read about the pharisees um that's one of the reasons I'm so harsh is is Christ was really harsh to the pharisees and I view the woke left as the pharisees of today in a lot of ways um It'll collapse on itself. I think one of the beauty one of the beautiful things about losing Donald Trump is that the left has no longer like this like character to hate all the time. So they're kind of turning it on themselves. I think it'll collapse on itself, and I think it'll be a good thing. And so to kind of sum it all up, uh, I'll quote C. S. Lewis, which is one of my favorite authors, because um, basically what what he says to kind of those who would socially engineer things or like try to point the government gun at people who disagree with them, right? Um, he says it's tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims right um which is the scariest thing because when he says those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end for they do so with the approval of their own conscience right um and so (sighs) you have people who from their own sense of I would say false sense of moral superiority right it's a pharisaical sense of morality um go around canceling people or correcting people right so i say black people are empowered and they're not victims and a bunch of college white liberals you know decry me as a racist for saying that um or you know if you have serious concerns about the trans moment and like no i believe there's male and female and biology proves that and the animal kingdom proves that and and i don't accept the word of a bunch of like college leftists who are making up a whole gender spectrum that has never existed in society until now and, and that's if you don't accept that you're a a transphobe or a homophobe or whatever it is um and we're gonna cancel you we're gonna destroy your business we're gonna you know make you a social outcast all this stuff um it's tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims for the good in square quotes of its victims right um for they do so with the approval of their own conscience they view themselves as they have the right way to live, and if you disagree with that, you're evil, and you must be stopped. And we're going to use the power of the government to stop you. Evil, tyrannical, and uh, and conservatism. To end this, uh, to end this podcast with a defense of conservatism is about small government. Government should not have the power to tell you how to live. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Do whatever you want. You can swing your fist however much you want until it hits your neighbor. That's where your freedom stops, right? Um, however you want to live within those boundaries, do your thing, right? Um, that's not good enough for the left. The left wants to control how you live inside your own home, right? Um if your six year old starts to identify, so your six year old boy starts to identify as a girl, no, he's an actual girl and you better start him on puberty blockers. And if you don't do that, the government's gonna take your kids away from you. Not, no, no, no. And that's where this is going already, right now. And it's only gonna get worse unless we learn to stop this tyranny, right? Stop, the government does not have a coronavirus. Government doesn't have your doesn't have a right to tell you not to spend Christmas with your family. It just doesn't right by its own charter in Canada, by the constitution of the States, it does not have that right. It doesn't. Right. And so we challenge that. We sue the government. We sue companies. We sue anyone that starts to break, starts to encroach on our rights given to us by God. We challenge that. That's what this podcast is about. Getting to think I want to empower people to challenge the encroachment of rights, um, and I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care if you're trans or gay or white or black or blue or whatever. <laughs> I honestly do not care. Um, the government steps in your rights. You fight back. Fight back. Um, and Muslim, who's trying to incite an insurrection? Intera- an nope. Do it lawfully, right? Um, but fight. Fight back. And. Uh, government should have shouldn't have as much power as it does and that's what the conservative movement is about it's a libertarian movement it's a live and let live movement you know i may not agree with what you say but i will fight to the death for your right to say it that's what it is and uh and i don't know i don't know if that helps you become a conservative if you're thinking about it but that that's what i think we're about and that's what all the major thought leaders in our movement. I think if I can sum them up, that would be the major thrust of their arguments. So uh, anyways, God bless. Thanks for listening to the Hamlock podcast, episode seven. We'll see you again next Friday. Peace. Thank you so much everybody for listening to this week's hemlock podcast don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and family tell them to subscribe because if you loved it then they're gonna love it too obviously also, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us a lot with the charts. And if you're not going to leave us five stars, then forget about it. Don't worry about it and enjoy the rest of your day. Lastly, head on over to the hemlockpodcast.locals.com to become a supporter and receive access to exclusive content and ad-free versions of the Hamlock Podcast. Love you so much for listening. Let's continue to ride out this increasingly insane world with irreverence and joy. This is your host, Patrick Jolliker. and. Much love, y'all. Peace.